to the Mariners Podcast and Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganasius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20, T-I-N-O-J-R-2-0, and the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Today we're going to talk Seattle Mariners versus Miami Marlins. Marlins have a nice young pitching staff. Mariners are going to catch their back three, but that doesn't mean they're not good. We'll talk about the Mariners offense, specifically the last seven days. Uh, some players who have stepped up a bit, some uh, positive signs. And if we have time, we'll address some of the struggles of the Mariners pitching uh, over this last uh, week or so and whether that's cause for concern. So the Miami Marlins are coming to town for a three-game series, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. The Mariners currently are 31-33, and 33, 10 games out of first place uh, behind the Rangers, five games out of the wild card. Uh, the Mariners have a minus three run differential, which is essentially a 500 record playing uh, even 500 baseball. And the Mariners are three and seven in their last 10 games. In comparison, the Miami Marlins are 37 and 29 in the National League East. They are three and a half games out of first place behind the Braves. They're eight and two in their last 10 games. As of right now, they are a wild card team, and they, according to Fangraphs, have a 52.5% uh, playoff probability. The number that is very interesting to me with the Miami Marlins as a team is that they have a minus 20 run differential. What does that mean? Uh, there's a bit of luck involved right now with their wins. They are um, Their true talent is probably a little bit below a 500 team, uh, but they are currently eight games over. So they're getting a bit lucky, according to these numbers, uh, down the stretch. If I'm the the GM of a team like this with a a run differential that does not match the record, it is a hard choice to make because fans will clamor for uh, your team to make trades to try to push it over the the finish line to make the playoffs. But you may know deep down, Kimming may know deep down their GM that they are not truly a playoff team. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Marlins down the stretch. Again, a minus twenty run differential is indicative of a team that's probably single-digit games below 500 right now and not eight games over. Some team ranks. Uh, Mariners currently, as you've heard in previous pods, uh, pretty poor offense compared to the rest of the major leagues, 26th in average, 23rd in OBP, uh, 24th in OPS, 21st in home runs, and have the third most strikeouts. Uh, the Marlins, in comparison, are seventh in average at 260, 17th in OBP, 15th in OPS, uh, 23rd in home runs, so four fewer home runs than the Mariners, and uh, about 80 less strikeouts than the Mariners do. So a team that puts the ball in play a bit more uh, does not quite have the power that the Mariners do. Uh, a lot of their power comes from Jorge Soler. Uh Decent offense, Luis Arise, as many of you have heard, is flirting with 400 right now, uh, puts the ball in play a ton, only 5.1% strikeout rate. But an offense that I wouldn't call scary, um, 
but they're obviously they're still winning and they they're winning more than the Mariners pitching wise. Mariners ERA has jumped to 4.05 after some of the poor pitching performances the last couple of weeks. That's good for 12th in the major leagues. Uh, the Marlins have a 4.12 ERA, which is good for 14th. Mariners are fifth in WHIP. Marlins 17th. Mariners have allowed the fewest walks in the major leagues. The Marlins are uh, 20th. Marlins have walked, let's see, it looks like 60 more batters than the Mariners have. And then the Mariners have struck out about 40 less hitters than than the Marlins. Marlins are tied for second in the majors with, in strikeouts. Uh, Mariners are ninth. So strikeout pitchers on the Marlins end, little lack of control at times, higher whip. Um, still very talented pitchers. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, good matchup. I think the Mariners player for player are a more talented, better team. Mariners are playing at home. Marlins have to travel to the opposite corner of the country. Doesn't mean the Mariners are going to win, but I do think this has the potential to be a get-right series for the Mariners. Uh, Marlins lineup. We'll talk a little bit about their lineup and their pitching. Uh, Luis Arise leads off. He was acquired from the Twins in the Pablo Lopez trade. It was pitching for hitting. Arise was seen by the Twins as uh, not a capable middle infielder. His value as a middle infield bat would have been much higher, but they were playing him at first. Uh, the Marlins are playing him at second base. His triple slash currently is 397, 447, 932. Hitting 400, almost 400, which is wild at this juncture of the season. Uh, he only has one home run. He has one stolen base. He's got a 7.5% walk rate and a 5.1% K rate. So he puts the ball in play all the time. Uh, very unique player for this day and age, uh, skill set that is reminiscent to Tony Gwynn, to Wade Boggs. I'm not calling him Boggs or Gwynn, but, uh, this type of high average, uh, low power sort of approach is, is one that we haven't seen in a long, long time. At least it'd be successful in a long time. Jorge Soler is their DH. He is a player that I have pounded the table for the Mariners to trade uh, or to acquire. He has 19 home runs, 258, 346, 905 OPS with 19 home runs, 10.4% walk rate. He doesn't strike out as much as you would expect a slug or two at 25%. Uh, he is their major power threat in this lineup with Jazz Chisholm on the injured list. Uh, Soler is, I think he has an opt-out after this year. We talked about him in two previous pods. Brian De La Cruz and Jesus Sanchez are two outfielders. Uh, De La Cruz is hitting 295 with an 812 OP or 811 OPS and eight home runs. Sanchez is hitting 275 with an 875 OPS and six home runs. He has been hurt. Uh, Garrett Cooper is their first baseman. He is your, I think a, he's better off in a more limited role on a winning team, but he's historically been a high average okay power sort of uh, right-handed hitting first baseman. He has seven home runs on the season, only a 4% walk rate, 31.6% K rate. Joey Wendell's are starting shortstop, a uh, bit limited range at short from Wendell, left-handed bat, hitting 239. Uh, Gene Segura, they signed as a free agent in the offseason. He's been quite a bust. They have him at third. He's hitting 195 with a one home run. Nick Fortes is a starting catcher. He's a replacement, I would call him a replacement level 
uh, catcher with the bat. And then Jonathan Davis is a player that they've just acquired. He's playing in center field, replacing um, uh, Jazz Chisholm until Chisholm gets off the injured list. Uh, he's a, another replacement level player. So some things about their lineup. Solaire is the only player in the lineup with double digit homers. Uh, Arise is the only player hitting over 300 at 397. They don't have a ton of steals to speak of in their lineup. Segura leads them with five. Uh, the one big note in my mind when looking at their lineup, just kind of top level glance, is that Jorge Soler is the only player with a double digit walk rate at 10.4%. What does that mean for the Mariners? Uh, I think the Mariners in this series should throw borderline strikes if they can. Uh, this is a team that will chase. This is a team that will put the ball in play. They are not looking to walk. They're looking to hit the ball. Uh, I think they're the Mariners would be well served um, playing a good defensive team because this team is going to make a lot of contact. Uh, but the idea that the Mariners need to fill up the zone against this Marlins lineup is is not a good one. Uh, I'd love to see, you know, bouncing, breaking pitches 0-2, wasting pitches 1-2, uh, knowing that if you get to 3-2 with this team, they're still not looking to walk. They're looking to hit the ball hard. Um, if we see the Mariners pitching, throwing middle-middle uh, pitches against this team, I think that's that's a huge mistake. Obviously, if they can't, if it's a, a lack of command in that sense, then then what are you going to do about it? But it's this is not a team you need to challenge with um with pitches uh in the middle of the zone they're they're going especially like a Luis Arise he's going to chase uh De La Cruz and Sanchez you know De La Cruz has an 8% walk rate and Sanchez 9.8 but these are still players that that you should be able to get to hit the ball weekly um by throwing the ball near the zone but not in the zone so look for that approach from the Mariners pitchers um I think it's pretty clear just simply looking at the numbers that they're not they're not trying to walk. Uh the Mariners, on the other hand, have, you know, I, I believe currently four hitters that are in their regular lineup with double digit walk rates. And so you've got for the Mariners, you've got Caballero at 13-9, Crawford 13-3, Cal Raleigh 10-3, Suarez is at 10-9. Uh and then Looks like the other ones are more more bit players, but by comparison, you've got four Mariners who are patient and are looking to, you know, I think have more of approach of looking to walk, whereas uh, the Marlins are much more aggressive. So, as we spoke of with George Kirby's start in uh, San Diego, it's I think it's silly if the Mariners come out trying to um, trying to really fill up the zone against this team. Pitching wise. The Mariners are going to face Jesus Lazardo, uh, Edward Cabrera, and Yuri Perez. These are pitchers with as much pedigree as you could ever want, um, high-profile prospects, top 100 prospects. Yuri Perez um, was my number one starting pitching prospect in baseball uh, this year. Edward Cabrera is is the slightest bit of control and command away from being a dominant starter. Jesus Lazardo has been an Uber prospect for years. There has there was time where he was 
consider the top or the number two uh, starting pitching prospect in major leagues. So these are pitchers with stuff. These are not easy, uh, easy at bats for the Mariners. They're going to be uncomfortable. Um, but I think that if you can be patient with these two teams or these three pitchers and approach them in the right way, uh, the Mariners can score some runs. So the matchup, I'll, I'll go specifically through the matchups, uh, day of. So the Mariners matchup today is Bryce Miller, who got an extra day of rest. Um, in lieu of Logan Gilbert starting against the Angels yesterday against Jesus Lazardo. Jesus Lazardo is 25 years old. He's six foot 218. He was drafted by the Marlins in 2016 in the third round. He is left-handed. Uh, he's Peruvian born to Venezuelan parents. He grew up in South Florida. He moved there before the age of one, identifies as, as an American. Uh, he was traded from the Nats to the A's in July of 16. Uh, with Sheldon Noisy, Blake Trinan for uh, Sean Doolittle and Ryan Madsen. With the A's, he was an uber prospect. Um, didn't quite pan out the way the A's expected him to. Uh, he was traded in July of 21 from the A's to the Marlins for Starling Marte and Cash as the A's were making a run. Uh, what is he? So left-handed starter, dynamite. At first glance, should be dynamite stuff. His fastball, four-seam fastball as a left-hander, averages 96.7 miles an hour. Uh, he throws it 44% of the time. But the fastball is hittable. Um, there's not a ton of deception with the fastball. He's surrendering a 258 average and a 458 slug currently um, with that fastball. The slider is hands down his best pitch. He throws it 31% of the time, averages 85-1 on the slider. Uh, but a 49.7% whiff rate. His changeup gets a 42% whiff rate. He throws that 18% of the time at 88 miles an hour. And then he mixes in a sinker at about 6%, same velocity as the four seam. Uh, so really, what is he? He's he's fastball slider uh, changeup. The slider is his best pitch. I think the changeup is also a very good pitch. Fastball is is slightly above average, I would say, but not um, but not as uh, deceptive or difficult for hitters to to hit as you would think 97 from a left-hander would be. Uh, his splits, he's surrendering a 194, 219 OBP, 525 OPS against lefties. Very tough on left-handers. Here's what I think the Mariners need to do and need to pay attention to with Lazardo. 274 average, 332 uh, on base percentage, 816 OPS against right-handed hitters. Stack the lineup with righties against Lazardo. If Jared Kelnick needs a day off, uh, Monday is the right day for him to have a day off. I think that this lineup have really having more than, say, one left-handed hitter, I think the Mariners are not doing the right thing. If it's me, you've got Tom Murphy at catcher, Ty France at first, Jose Caballero at second. You could even play, I'd play Caballero or Dylan Moore at second and the other one at short. You could conceivably give Crawford a day off. His knee was barking over the weekend. Uh, Suarez at third, Pollock in left, J-Rod in center, um, Tail in right, and then your final hitter, would be, let's see, you would be choosing between Ford, 
who's left-handed, Crawford, who's left-handed. Uh, you'd probably play Kelnick, maybe, or Kelnick or Crawford, and then sit the other one. But point is, he has pretty big platoon splits. The OPS difference between right-handers and left-handers is almost 300 points. Um, so for me, I'm definitely getting Caballero and Moore into this into this game and sitting one of Kelnick and Crawford. Uh, 73 in a third or two thirds innings, 3.79 ERA, 1.25 whip, uh, five and four record, uh, about a 40% ground ball pitcher, 13.4% swinging strike rate, which is pretty good. It's above average, but not elite. Uh, and then his zone contact is 79.6, which is two and a half percent below league average. His whiff rate is five and a half percent above league average. So talented pitcher, throws hard hittable fastball, stack the lineup with righties, um, try to spit on the uh, slider and the changeup if you can, uh, and sit fastball. I think he's the kind of pitcher where the Mariners would be well served to try to hunt fastball counts, knowing that that's the most hittable pitch and certainly uh, bat as as few left-handers as possible. Bryce Miller is coming into this matchup uh, three and three with the four four six ERA. He still has a zero point nine seven WHIP, but it was uh, abnormally low after his first five starts. So the WHIP is is creeping up certainly. Thirty eight and a third innings, thirty two hits, five walks, thirty three strikeouts. Still has a three point three percent walk rate. So it's not as if he's walking anyone. Um, that part of his game has not changed since his his uh, hot start. He is still. You know, I'd like to see him hunt strikeouts a little bit more. Uh, I think he has been pitching to contact quite a bit. 68.7% uh, forcing fastball, which is nuts. Uh, I don't, I do not know what forcing uh, uh, average usage is in the major leagues, but it's not close to 70%. I can promise you that. He's averaging 95 on the fastball, 21.9% whiff rate, highest whiff rate of his three pitches, three and a half pitches. Slider 15% at 86 miles an hour, sweeper at 9%, 81 miles an hour, and then he's throwing the change up 6%. Uh, what to look for with Bryce Miller? I think it's, again, it's not throwing middle-middle. I don't think against this team he needs to uh, throw the ball straight down the middle and and let his stuff do its thing. I think it's more uh, fastballs up and away, up and in. I do would love to see Bryce Miller come inside a lot more. I think Mariners pitchers in general could stand to do that quite a bit more. Um, I think it would get these hitters to swing over their breaking stuff, uh, make it a mo- little more uncomfortable at bat. But uh, this will be interesting. I'm I'm actually more confident in this start from Bryce Miller than I think I rationally should be. Uh, the extra day of rest, I'm sure, will help. I'm sure the Mariners are slightly worried about the fact that he's been pitching more than maybe he ever has in his life over these uh, first 38 uh, third innings. But this is a team where you can get early contacts. You don't have to get deep into counts against this team. You don't have to throw a ton of strikes. So there's opportunity for Miller in this matchup uh, with Jesus Lazardo. So th- there's the pitching matchups. The Mariners offense uh, the, over the last seven days, I just wanted to run over this really quickly. Um, while the Mariners are three and seven in their last 10, as I said, 
you do have some some signs uh, of improvement over the last seven days. Ty France is nine for twenty with four doubles. Uh, he's a four fifty average and a one point one five zero OPS. Uh, Tail Hernandez over the last seven days is six for eighteen. He's hitting three thirty three. He's got two home runs. He's only struck out five times, and he's running a 1.095 OPS. Uh, Teo getting hot is would be a huge boost for this Mariners offense. Mike Ford uh, is 3 of 11 in the last seven days, but he does have two home runs. Julio is 6 for 21 with two home runs. Uh, he's hitting 286 over the last week, but a 919 OPS. And then uh, J.P. Crawford has a 409 on-base percentage over the last uh, seven days. So Mariners hitting is has been good this last week. Um, obviously, there's been there have been games where they've scored a lot and games where they haven't scored barely at all. But Ty France, Teo Hernandez, Mike Ford, Julio Rodriguez have all had OPS above 900 over this last week. Um, and any one of... France, uh, Teo, Julio, Kelnick could carry this team for long stretches. And so what you need is a couple of them to get hot at the same time. And I think we'll see a much different Mariners offense. Uh, That's about all I have for the last seven days stats for the offense. Obviously, as I've said, the pitching has been pretty brutal. Um, the last, you know, the Mariners starting pitching has not been as consistent as it was earlier in the season. That start from Logan Gilbert yesterday was pretty rough. Uh, but again, Bryce Miller starts today. I do expect good things from him. The matchup for Tuesday is George Kirby against Edward Cabrera. The I think you will find the deep dive into Edward Cabrera fascinating. He's been a pitcher I've always been interested in fantasy-wise. Um a lot of fun to watch. Intimidating presence. 94 mile an hour changeup, if you can believe that. Uh, and then with Kirby, we'll be looking to to see where he locates or chooses to locate because his control is so great. Um, and then Castillo against Yuri Perez is kind of a dream matchup. That's going to be a lot of fun as well. Uh, this whole series is, if you like starting pitching, is um, there are six incredible arms uh, going in this series. Should be a lot of fun. I think that's all I have. Uh, again, Mariners are 31 and 33. Uh, the sky is not falling. I think there are signs for improvement. Uh, the Marlins are a team that it would not surprise me if the Mariners at minimum took two of three. Uh, I would expect them given the travel for the Marlins, the youth of the Marlins, their propensity to chase uh, for the Mariners to win this series. And then it's on to a weekend series against the Chicago White Sox at home. So, This was the Monday Mariners cast. Thank you all for listening. Uh, We are presented by Sports Ethos. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20, T-I-N-O-J-R-2-0, and the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Take care, y'all. Peace.